in here, man. Testing, testing. Episode two. Episode, Episode two. two. Unhacked. Of, of Unhacked, yeah. And we're going to talk about hacked websites. You know. I mean, so did you see this headline? Uh, I have it here somewhere. A Chinese state... Sorry, let me try that again. Chinese state-backed hackers compromised networks of at least six U.S. Uh, state governments. That was CISA that did that, right? That, that hacked it? No, that it now. <laughs> no, That's know. their headline. Probably. No, I got this off of some news site. Um, yes. first, first couple paragraphs, though, real quick. A Chinese state-sponsored, of course, hacking group successfully compromised the computer networks of at least six U.S. state governments between May 2021, last year. In February this year, so oh, the last eight months or so, yeah. uh, according to research published by cybersecurity firm Mandiant on Tuesday, the group known as ATP41, which I think you're going to talk a little bit about later, right, allegedly exploited vulnerabilities in web applications to get their initial foothold into state government networks. Yes, these guys, F41, uh, they've been around. Yeah. Uh, those guys, man. So... I think it was 2016. We went in depth about these guys. Uh, they have a million other cool names. My favorite was they were dub, dub, Double Dragon. That's Double Dragon. Fire Eye, that's what they named them. Okay. Uh, but it's these like five or seven dudes out of China. Um, the reason they're state hackers, by the way, uh, these are just like the freelance dudes in China. Okay. And a couple of Malaysians, I think. Uh, but those they're fugitives in China. But uh, basically, America brought all these millions of charges on these guys. They hack video game companies. Uh, so like these videos. Are they games, the one that did uh, PlayStation a few years ago? Most likely. No, I okay. think that was Honey Bear. But right. um, they've they've hacked some big names too, though. Like they did the Team Viewer hack. They did the uh, the Sea Cleaner hack. Uh, I didn't know Sea Cleaner got hit. Yeah. So what they do, <laughs> and this is the popular thing. I I can't remember what it was that was the big one. Yeah. But what they do is they get into these web apps like this, like Team Viewer or something, mm-hmm. uh, that get these automatic updates, and then they put in their code. So that uh, into into the actual TeamViewer official slice, you know, signed uh, installer, mm. and then so like your computer automatically, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You trust it. You should trust it. But it's got that backdoor for them, and then they go and do what they do. But their na- their uh, claim to fame where they make most of their money, most of their money. Um, so like video games will have like uh, drop boxes. I don't know if you paid attention to your kids do play like uh, Fortnite or something like that. No. So you get these like loot boxes, right? So you play a game, and then you get, like, the, it's basically like gambling for kids. Okay. You get this thing, and it could have anything. It could have this really nice, cool skin or something. And people pay, like, top dollar for, like... Like actual cash they pay. Yeah, pay actual okay. cash, like, in, in, like in-game like in purchases. Right. You know. Okay. So they'll hack the game to get those items and then sell it on the free market. And that's where most of their money comes from. But anyway, these are just state-sponsored uh. dudes. Uh, or they say state-sponsored. So anyway, so the U.S. went after these guys um, and, like, put all these charges and said, Chinese government, figure these guys out, uh, you know, arrest them all, blah, blah, blah. Um, and for whatever reason, China's like, nah, 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 we're not messing with that. We're not, you know, like, yes, they're fugitives, but we're not, like, going to actively let you come in and come look for them and do whatever, do your dirty work. Um, and one of them claims to have, like, ties to, like, some high-ranking Chinese officials or whatever. That's what his... <laughs> That's what he says in the in the hacker forms or whatever. Okay. And you know it's hard name dropping. Deny that. 
Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so they've been around. They've been working for, oh boy, a decade at least under so many different names. So how they make the jump from hacking video games to... So they've always done this. So they're, they're just a for-hire company. They have like an LLC, like an actual... Company, okay. Like a, and a physical address right. you can drive to. And, um, and China helps. China. China pays them. China's one of their clients. Well, I mean, everybody in China is essentially state. So, but when well, the U.S. Right, claimed right. that they were state-funded was when they went after him and said, help us out. And the fact that they didn't, that, oh, that's when they okay. came out and said, well, you know, we consider this now state. They're, 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 they're not state hackers. That, okay, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So it's a label we saw. really a dig towards China government. Like, right. hey, play ball with us. You're not playing nice enough. Okay. That kind of stuff. But it's pretty wild. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So these guys, they're for hire, but the government apparently hides, hires them. And so, protects them. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so they're, they're, they're two things that they like to do, uh, just like what I was saying. They get sideloaded stuff into the actual, uh, you know, licensed or, uh, you know, certified, this is the legit installer or updater or whatever. And they love to do recon. For like intelligence, that's typically what they do for government entities, but also with the, when they're targeting like these video game companies to get in and steal their crap. Hmm. Um, and then they also exploit like that side marketplace. Yeah. Where they sell, you know, the coolest, you know, gun in whatever Fortnite or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's just not my world at all. <laughs> I, I feel so stupid when people start talking about these games because it's like. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, my kids included. It's their life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, wild, I don't know right? anything about it. Everybody I know under. Th- well, I don't know a lot of people under thirteen, but everybody, <laughs> all of my friends' kids, they all. You know, the, what? What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a streamer. Oh, yes. I don't want PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Make, I want to be a millionaire by playing video games all, and having people you know, all watch day me long. <laughs> Sleep in however long you want and just. We're way off topic now, but man, when I was a kid, Joe, we fought over who got to play the game. Oh, Nobody sure. wanted to watch, <laughs> and now now these kids just want to watch other people play video yep. games. What the hell is this? Lazy to the I, new I stream. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is going on right now? So okay, so listen. Anyways, we're this headline caught my attention mostly because now they're talking about web applications. So I guess maybe we should start by saying what's the difference between a web application, a web app. Yeah. Or a website. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, take a shot at that. Uh, I mean, so... It's kind of blurry, though, right? One's an application. One's a, a website. A website is an application, too. I mean, it's all gray lines. I it guess. is. I mean, really... Everything does stuff, essentially, like, without getting too dirty. Everything touches the internet these days. Yeah. Um, I mean, Microsoft Office isn't technically a web app until... Well, they have a web Until app. it is. Right. Right. But they also have so, browser support. And they have right, right. So, um, anyways, it it just kind of like last week we sat down. And we talked about the ten things people needed to do right now. Yeah, we didn't even touch on the idea that they should be looking at their web applications, their websites. You know, and it's kind of funny. I mean, that's it, that's a big deal. It that's is like most yeah. companies. That's their same mentality. Is like, yeah, yeah, we got a website. Who who manages it? You know, where is it? What do you mean manage yeah, it? Yeah, what are you talking? You about? go pull it up, and it hasn't been updated in yeah. ten years. You know, like the content hasn't been updated. You know that nobody's watching the logs yeah. on that thing to yeah. see if it's being uh, brute forced <laughs> or or whatever. So already breached. Yeah, and, and the other thing is that most websites, as a the vast majority of websites, are hosted on the same platform, the same yeah. CMS platform, right? Content management system. Um, and so, if you know that system well enough, getting into them isn't that hard. No. You you at least know where the default admin page is. Plus, you know the same vulnerabilities that affect this, affect that, affect right. that, affect that. Right. Yeah. So you know. 
we got to talk about it. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, now what uh, we're going to start by talking about passwords because this is like the the dead horse that's been beat to a pulp and drugged <laughs> through the mud and. Uh, it's a subject that I, I don't really like talking about, but we've got to start here because so many times password, like just, we talk a lot about it. You can't get unhacked, but 97% of this stuff could have been prevented. And guys, let's start by making sure that the, your admin credentials for your website are secure. Yep. Like if you do nothing else, make sure that your default name, username of admin, and the password they gave you when they set it up, that those two things have been changed. <laughs> Both the username and the password yeah. have been changed. Now, uh, really quickly, Joe, I don't want to dig too deep into this, although I bet we do. Um, I want to talk about password strength. And I, I this another thing that caught my attention because I used this in a presentation a few years ago where I, I did this cool little, you know, made this chart and I said, Hey, if your password is X number of characters long, it would take this long to hack it. Right. If it you introduce just a single capital letter, it'll take this much longer, you know, and, and the chart I'm looking at, if you're, uh, let's see the most complex you can get, if it's six characters and complex, lowercase, uppercase numbers, symbols, the whole show that can be hacked instantly. According to this chart instantly, <laughs> um, that's debatable but for different reasons than you might think. And then, of course, on the outside end of this, if you have 18 characters, so I just went from, from 6 to 18. We're going to add 12. I can do math. Public school, thank you. Uh, we're going to add 12 characters, and we're going to keep it complex. You go from an instant breach uh, or hack or whatever you want to call this to 438 trillion years or some nonsense. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, I know you're going to pick this apart. Yeah, and let me caveat this with, I mean, at its heart, I you know it's it's, it's a visual right place. It is know? absolutely. Um, so I want to keep that present. Yeah, um, but these numbers. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can just pull everything out of your ass and make a number. And how do you prove it? There are just too many variables there. Uh, like if you're actually trying to brute force, and when we say brute force, we're talking about we're just trying. We're attempting guessing. every combination. Yeah, right. And we have like you know we have computer programs or uh, web apps. Web or <laughs> just different things. We have different tools that could say, try all these passwords, and it's a computer doing it, you know, a thousand times a second. So let's pause right there and talk about the problem with that. Yeah. Most applications, web applications, desktop applications, websites, have have a security, uh, like a an eject button on this, right? You've, you've got so many tries. Well, now, that's not, it's, it's getting better, but that's not by default in a lot of situations. Most so give me the examples where it's not. You have to actually configure that security policy in a lot of places. Okay. Like WordPress, nowadays, I want to say it comes. It depends on where you get it or how it's set up or which version you got. But it comes default, like, let's say, by policy, after five login attempts, it'll kick you out for, you know, whatever, 15 minutes, let's say. It won't let you right. try another password. Right, for a while. Right. But, you know. Back Who gets the alert on that, by the way? Uh, again, nobody. That's where you can figure. If it's not right. configured and you haven't looked at that, and this is the first time you've heard about it, nobody. Yeah, it's going into the thin air. So while there may or may not be a security precaution in place, a, you know, something to stop these brute force attacks, the best they're probably doing is delaying it. Well, yeah. So let's say it is even in this perfect scenario, like it's already pre-configured, like you didn't have to set anything up, which is right. Yeah, rare. And yeah. it's got yeah, exactly. But it's got this, uh, we're, we're going to time you out for five minutes, say, say, every three attempts. Yeah. 
Well, if nobody's looking at that website and it's three years, four years down the road, they've been hacking at that thing. They just set a computer and set a command. And okay, I was going to say, because some dude's going to get really bored really fast. Well, see, that's the thing. You just set it and forget it. This right. guy is, Walk this away. computer is just knocking away at that computer all the time, not to mention all these other hundreds of other, you know, right. servers or wherever, wherever you host your site. Um, and maybe you say, oh, it's in the cloud. Well, that's just somebody else's computer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so we'll bring this back to the the main point of this chart, which I think is valid, is that a, a simple password, short length simple password, yeah. is like not having one. Yeah. And a complex password is generally speaking at least going to increase your odds. Sure. Right. So we're, when we're talking about we can prevent things with basic security measures, let's start here. Yeah. Let's get a complex password in place. Uh, it was. One quick note, it was fun. I read this, you know, quick little article and I saw the the graphic that I'm sitting here looking at. And the most entertaining part of all of it was the comments that followed. Oh, really? <laughs> and people were just beating this article up. They're like, <laughs> okay, that assumes an MD5, whatever that, I, I, I blanked on it. Is it MD5, right? The encryption and and it, I think it assumes that it's not hashed or, or not salted or, you know, whatever. So they're, they, these guys are just annihilating the article. So I thought that was pretty entertaining. I get more value out of the comments on news articles than I do the articles themselves. Well, that's why Twitter exists. It's all <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody stir the pot and everybody else just watch the bees swarm around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So we've got passwords, uh, which we all know. Let me, let me throw a caveat yeah. out there. Uh, it's highly debatable right now about how comp- complexity versus the size of your password Correct. Uh, makes it last longer. Um, and it depends, again, back on a lot of those things that you're just talking about. You know, Can you just unsalt it or like basically decipher what the encryption is or you know, how are you brute forcing? But really longevity of the password or the, the length of the password uh, is, my opinion, uh, actually more secure. And it's something you can remember, but it's like a million characters. Say it's just like a phrase or like, a, you know, yeah. like a part of a song, you know? Yeah. That that is safer than, a, you know, at sign, dollar sign, star, nine, a bunch of random Complex okay. characters, but of a shorter size. Fair enough. But I think that the reason people make that argument is because the human brain isn't capable of remembering long, complex passwords. Right? Yeah. And so they're going to say, if you have to choose, yeah, go with a, a longer phrase that's less complex right. over a shorter password that's more complex. Right. Um, now, and- my, my problem with that point is we as humans should not be relying on our brains no. to remember passwords period yeah. because they have to be different for every site so this here's here's the real issue that i see with passwords we're talking about brute force attacks uh, how hard they are to get and there's there's protections in place and whatever else but what really happens is that a company gets breached that password table which is just like a spreadsheet in somebody on somebody's server right. gets released to all the bad guys and they can be hashed and salted and peppered and everything else you want to make them. <laughs> but now somebody's got this table that they can just, uh, I think it's called a collision if I remember right, but you just run a, a formula long enough until you get the hashed password back. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the original password was. You've just got to find something that hashes out to what they found on the table. And now if you're reusing it, your password 
however long it is or short it is, they can you, they can go out and and log into anything that you yeah. have credentials for. So we've we've got to get away from this idea of I don't care how long they are, but using the same passwords everywhere because no, companies are getting breached yes. all the time. Yep. Which means your password is out there for sale yep. everywhere. My password and email combination is for sale today on the dark web. Yes. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, well, I say my password. The password I used for a long time yeah. before I became a little more security minded. <laughs> So man, I'm so upset. Uh, where did I go? I went somewhere downtown in Dallas the other day, like a month ago, and I had to go park, and they didn't have a credit. Like you had to sign up for this app just to park. So I created an account, and then yeah. I get an alert last week that that parking app got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Within that, like it was like three weeks ago, and it's ago. it's the one that you used your default password for, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. So you at least didn't use I even made, like, uh, you my made bank a new has password. an option to make, like, uh, different credit card numbers for, like, this oh, yeah. thing. Okay. So I, I even did that. Okay, good. At that point. Because I was like, man, I this is sketchy. I am not going <laughs> to mess around with this. And sure enough, man, within a couple of weeks, they got breached. So ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Timing, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Listen, back to websites, uh, web apps, whatever. Just this this applies everywhere. I just kind of wanted to call attention to some of the things we don't think about as often uh, as far as websites go. But what are some other things we can do to lock down our website? So first of all, you just look at a lot of money and time and thought goes into putting together a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget about all the other definitions of of web apps, but just look. Let's talk about a website for a minute. Company website. Uh, when we did ours, it was a team of like five people. And it took us months yeah. to put that thing together. And I, I mean, I still want to change it all up. Yeah. But my point is, if that got, if somebody logged into our website and deleted it, and I had to start over, man, man I, I mean, I'm talking about months of labor with multiple people. This is, this is not a simple thing to recreate. This. Or even worse, uh, a, a big popular thing right now is, let's say your website got breached, and so now you get one, somebody else gets an email from some random hacker. That says, "Hey, click here to log in." Like a you know a phishing attack, and they click, and it's actually your website, but it's like some subpage for a fake office login. They'll shut your entire domain down. Oh, right. So not only do you lose all your data, now you've lost your website. Right. You've lost your domain as a whole. You're not even getting emails. You're, you're blacklisted. It is. Yeah. And it is a nightmare dealing with the right. loopholes to get you back. Well, I've I've hit Google, uh, searching for things before, and the listing will pop up with Google's warning that says this site has been hacked. Yeah. And you can't go to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what so who's going to yeah. So And they didn't know. I'd call them up like, "Hey, do you guys know your website's hacked?" <laughs> oh, you're just trying to sell me something. All right, you yeah. bye, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck to you. Anyway. Okay, so we're going to start with passwords. Other things we can do to protect it. We we always talk about MFA, 2FA, two-factor authentication, whatever you want to call it. That needs to be enabled everywhere. Here's a place when I say it needs to be enabled everywhere that I don't always think about. Yeah, uh, and it should be at the top of your list, like you said. Anything that's open to the internet, to like right. the world, which we did say last time. Yeah, with anything that has an internet-facing yeah. yeah. interface. Yeah, uh, is that redundant redundancy? Interface. I don't know. Uh, this is a problem with recording live. <laughs> yeah, have two-factor authentication. Registrars. Here's another one that yeah. came up as I was kind of preparing for this. Yeah. Uh, who do you use for your registrar? Where is your domain registered? And who has access to that? 
And is that all gibberish? Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figure it out fast because somebody else already is. Right, right. Um, let's see. Uh, patching and securing the website. So we talk a lot about patching operating systems. Well, your website runs on an operating system or a content management system, a platform, whatever you want to call it. Are those being updated? Do you know if they are? Who are you paying to do it? Who's and watching here's, it? Here's one of my pet peeves here is I, I will probably once or twice a month get a call from somebody that their whole website's down. Okay. And it turns out they pay somebody's niece or nephew to maintain, manage their website. Somebody that's either in college or somebody that had some IT experience, but that's not their role. You know, they just got put in that place to change the names or add some pictures. And they went to go update some applet in their website, and it broke the whole website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, paying for somebody that knows what they're doing to manage and maintain your website oh, goes yeah. a long. Oh yeah, yeah. And if 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 they don't know how to update or that you know certain things on your website can't work, you know, on this per- version of Apache or whatever, they probably don't know how to set up MFA for right. Uh, you know, an FTP server that's wide open to the world, right? Or you know, they're not maintaining the security that needs to happen or else, like you said, you know, you could lose your entire domain and not get it back. Well, yeah. So you've got, and you kind of mentioned it, we have the the system that your website runs on, the, the CMS or, or whatever platform it runs on. And then a lot of times you have third-party plugins or add-ons or whatever you want to call those that also have to be updated yeah. because those become vulnerabilities. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just less of a, a real critical issue, but those things slow your website down. Right. I've seen websites with so many plugins that the site just yeah. can't even hardly function. Yeah, it, do you remember, like, MySpace pages? Oh, geez. And you would have music and music <laughs> videos load up, and it would take, like, an hour yeah. <laughs> just to load your page up. Uh, you dated yourself there. Uh. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about HTTP versus HTTPS. Okay. Now, it's only been a little while by a little while, a, a few years probably, that HTTPS has been, I don't, is it enforced? You, uh, you might know this better than me. It, it, no. Your Google rankings are in the toilet if you don't have it. I can tell you that much. So it's not really enforced, but it's pretty critical. Yeah, I mean, if you're hosting a website, I mean, most local, like if you're having, having I don't want to get too dirty into this. If you have a local server that maybe you access or a local NOS, you don't necessarily yeah. need an SSL cert. Right. You don't need to set up any kind of encryption. You should, but you don't. Well, it wasn't long ago, though, that in the... Yeah, which the That's what that is. HTTPS is just a secure connection yeah. from your keyboard to the website you're looking at, right? So if you were putting in a credit card, you would see the little lock icon pop up in the address bar, and it would change to HTTPS. And nowadays, that, they say, like, verified. Yeah, but yeah. that was basically the only time you saw it. Yeah. When you're punching in a credit card, and now it's widespread. If, Almost every site is HTTPS. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, all I'm saying here is just make sure you have that because there are some old, outdated websites out there, and and yeah. uh, you need that <laughs> for security and for Google rankings. I'm just helping you market here, guys. Uh, final thought. I think I think we've beat this one up pretty well, Joe. But uh, backups. We talk a lot about data backups, yeah. but how often are we backing up our website? Yeah. You know, and I, I touched on it earlier with how long it would take to recreate the thing, but uh, when, when was the last time you guys did a backup of your website? Yeah. And if you outsource it, you know, that's a question you yeah. want to ask. Yeah. Are you backing it up? Cause... All of this, really, take this whole thing and send it to your web, web guy and yeah. uh, ask them to answer all these questions. Yeah. 
Don't have a web guy? Give us a call. We'll yeah, we'll we'll outsource it. We don't do it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we do know good companies that yeah. do that. So <laughs> and we'll make sure they're on the ball. Like, yeah, right, uh, right. We'll, we'll cover these questions. For we'll you. vet them for you. Yeah, yeah. We call this vendor management. <laughs> um, all right, man. Listen, that's uh, that's kind of it for me. Uh, like I said, this was just something that popped up on my radar, yeah. and I realized that we we don't really talk about this much, and I don't hear other people talking about it much. So I thought it was important to bring this up. It's interesting, yeah. It doesn't really come up that often, even though it's like what drives basically all commerce these days. Well, and it's how the Chinese got into six United States. Well, and then some. Yeah. At least six. Right. And then you know, and all the other. Things. Yeah. So be careful. Be careful. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. See us good. Uh, did I miss anything? Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, that, that was pretty good. Like Alright, well on that note guys, we'll sign off. Just remember, if you have any questions, you want any help, or you just want a second set of eyes on your network, your security, employee productivity, give me a call. Go to mastercompeting.com slash discovery and we'll schedule a 10 minute web meeting. I'll run you through a couple of questions and in the end of that 10 minutes I can print you off a report that shows you exactly how safe or not your data is. Joe, last word. Uh, so let's, how do you say goodbye in Chinese? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. We're, <laughs> they haven't taken over yet. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.